Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifted you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. But this morning, um, we, we have um, Sam Hunter. He's going to be come and preach this morning. Sam has come well, since the beginning of, of Axios Church. And I don't know if you're going to speak on that, but it's, it was just a crazy thing. I was his kid's youth pastor, and um, I guess something happened, and they all came. All right, they all came. But it, we, we honor your presence. Sam sits on our church board here at Axios Church, so he has a voice in everything that's happened here at Axios Church. So I want you to give it loud, give it proud. Give it up for Sam. Hunter as he's bringing the word this morning. Good morning. First, I would like to just um, give honor to God for this opportunity to be able to just speak his word to you guys this morning. And then also to Pastor Eric for allowing me to do this. Um, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to be coming from my first scripture. I only got two scriptures that I'm going to be speaking this morning, so I won't be that long. <laughs> but my first scripture would be um, Matthew. Not, not, yeah, Matthew, verse 21, chapter 21, verse 21 through All right, so scripture reads, Verily I say unto you, ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. So this scripture right here, man, this, this, this scripture, um, I've heard this. Come on, come on, first got saved. My mom first got saved, I was like in the seventh grade. She used to always say Matthew 21, 21, 22. And so my topic today is faith, talking about faith. If anybody grew up in church, we heard, we heard faith a lot. You know, as a young kid growing up in church, I always used to hear, you know, the older people say things like, man, you just got to have faith or have faith in God. Well, you know, um, I didn't really, I, you hear it, but you don't really take into full understanding of what they're saying until you are in a position where you got to have faith. Webster Dictionary describes faith as complete trust or confidence in something or someone. So that's pretty much sound like to me, if you got complete trust and confidence in someone, that sounds like a relationship. That sounds like something, you know, like if you marry, you, you trust your spouse your husband or your, your wife, um, to a certain degree that you decide to marry that person. So if we have faith in God, um, we're supposed to have complete trust and confidence in him and his word, and, you know, we're not supposed to question or doubt. So scripture says, if ye have faith and doubt not. So I was like, I asked myself, I said, um, I know me personally, growing up, um, I would say I don't. I don't know if I always had doubt, not faith. You know what I'm saying? I was that guy that 
if I had a situation going on in my life, you know, especially early on in my marriage, my wife would be like, hey, take it to God and just leave it. You know what I'm saying? Take it to God. Have faith. And so I was that guy that I would take it to God and leave it. But when I left it, I w- it was like, okay, I left it, took it to God, left, took it to the altar and left it, right? And so if I left it, I walk over here while God working on it and I'm watching it. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching it because I had the audacity to put God on a timeline. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the situation was, I felt like it should be done by a certain time. And God knowing all things, right? So I'm the cat while I left it at God, I'm still figuring it out in my head. Like, man, you know, I could do it this way or I could do it that way. And I used to tell my wife, and she would check me. She would be like, man, look. She'd say, you know what your name mean? Because, you know, my name's Samuel. She'd say, you know what your name mean? I was like, no. <laughs> she said, your name mean God hears. She said, so if you pray, God hears. You know what I'm saying? You got to have faith and trust. And so I was like, man, all right, all right. And I, I still quite didn't understand what doubt, not faith was, because as a man, I'm going speak, to speak to the men. As men, as head of a household, we feel the pressure, the pressure that if something happened, we got to try to fix it. And it's, I think we just wired to that point where we always thinking about how to fix something or how to, how to um, get the job done, right? So that's how I used to be. And I was like, man, as I was doing my studying and everything, I was like, Doubt, not faith. Hmm. And I was like, what does that look like? So I'm going to give y'all a quick example. Y'all might think it's corny. I don't think it's corny. But doubt, not faith. Everyone in here this morning displayed doubt, not faith. And y'all was like, well, Sam, what you talking about, man? Everyone that came in here and sat down in them chairs, y'all sat down in that chair and didn't even even question whether or not that chair was going to um, hold you. You sat down. You didn't question the integrity of the chair. You didn't question the structure of the chair. You just sat down in the chair and relaxed in this comfort. So I was like, man, so we'll put doubt, not faith in the chair. Uh, I could, but it was hard for me to put doubt, not faith in God. See what I'm saying? Things that don't really matter. I would, I would, I would, I would, I would trust in it to the point where I didn't even question it, right? So check this out. So say I did a chair like I did God. I, I come in and, you know, I question the interrogator of the chair. I look at it. Man, I don't know. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I was like, well, it may hold me, it may not. And so let's just say I took the chair and moved it because the same way I went by to the feet of God and took what, what I had left with him. I took the chair and moved it, and I just said, you know what I do? I'm just going to sit like this. Feel me? That's a lot of times that's what we do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when, we, when we take things to God, but we then we try to go and take it back. Two things are going to happen. One, I'm going to get tired. Two, I'm, I'm going to fall. And in life, whenever we take things to God in faith, and then we go back and take it from it. I feel like that's what God's saying. God said, hey, I was going to work on it, but I know from the time that you brought it to me, you were still thinking about it. You didn't really, you didn't, really didn't give it to me. 
you were still thinking about it. So one, you're going to get tired of worrying about that. And two, if you worry about it too long, you're going to fail. Right? So God put that in my heart. Like, man, you know, you got to have doubt, not faith. Because all of us, I don't know about you guys, but all of us, I know I have some mountains in my life. And I know as I'm older now, I know God will put you in situations to stretch your faith. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for real, for real. Stretch your faith to the point where with me, I know I can't go to nobody but God. My problem is just thinking about it. I need to be able to, same way with the chair. We sat down in the chair, relaxing in comfort, wine, thinking about if this chair is going to hold me or not. I need to be able to take whatever I'm dealing with to God, leave it at his feet, don't worry about it, and relax in his comfort. Feel me? You know what I'm saying? So how can we say we have a relationship with God, but we often waver in our faith when the, the, the meaning of faith is having true confidence, trust in someone or something? I see now how God get offended with, at least with us Christians, that say we believe in him, we serve him, but we question if he can do the things in our lives that he say he can. You understand? Because he's like, man, we're supposed to be in a relationship. You say you trust me. You say you believe in me. But then you doubt I can do the things that I say I can. Hey, powerful word, man. Powerful. So my challenge to everyone in here, whatever the mountain is in your life, whatever the struggle, whatever you wavering, what's ca you know, causing you to waver in faith, just go back and remember that we are in a relationship with the creator. Now, the creator, the one that loves us. I, I tell my wife, I say, man, think about this thing. God loves us so much that he created a time called dispensation of grace. Right? Dispensation of grace. That he said, whatever you do in this time that my son has, has sacrificed his life, blood, that whatever you do during this time, I will forgive you of your sins. And see, this what this was awesome to me about God that, that um, I know no, no person can do. God said that I won't just forgive you of your sins. I won't even remember no more. Right? I won't remember no more. So I'm thinking to myself, man, I can forgive people, and I can move on with my life, but I'm still going to remember what you did to me. You know what I'm saying? Feel me? So, so I was like, man, that's, that's awesome that God loves us so much that he will create a time that we can we can ask for forgiveness. And that time don't last forever, but that's just show the love. You know what I'm saying? So if we're in a relationship with God and we trust in him, why don't, why don't we have faith enough in him that he can do what he say he can do? Moving on, man. Moving on. All right. So my next scripture is um, Matthew 14, 23 through. Yes, here we go. All right, Matthew 14. It says, And we had sent the multitude away 
he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a spirit. And they um, cried for, 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 cry for fear. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. He says, I, um, Be not afraid. And Peter answered him, said, Lord, if, 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 if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the waters. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind bolstering, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hands and caught him and said unto him, O thou little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they come into the ship, the wind ceased. So this scripture, um, I've heard this, anybody in church, been in church, grew up in church, you heard this a lot. And I just always thought how cool it was that Peter walked on water. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, he walked on water. But when I read this scripture, it paralleled my life. And, and I'm going to explain to you what I mean by that. So when I say it parallels my life, um, there has been seasons in my life where I felt super close to God. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I felt God's presence when I went to bed at night. I felt God's presence when I woke up that morning. I just felt his presence throughout, like, all day. I'm talking about, like, like how Peter, you know, Peter was. They say Peter, Peter's shadow, he walked down the street, and his, they would bring sick people out and lay them on couches and stuff just so his shadow would pass them by and heal them. Like, uh, close to God. But I, if I got to be honest with you guys, it's been some seasons I haven't really felt that close to God. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Like, what, what happened? Why one season I feel like I'm super close to God and, his, like, his presence is just there. And then other seasons I feel like I'm trying hard to be in his presence. I'm not as close to him as I want to be. So bite to this scripture where it says that Peter asked Jesus, if it's you, bid me to come. Now, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but if I'm on a boat in a sea and, and I see Jesus, he tell, you know, and I say, Jesus, you know, that's you? He's like, yeah. I was like, can I, can I come? And he said, yeah. So I'm about to do something impossible, right? Something that no other person has done other than the person that I see doing it right now. So if I'm about to step on water, I don't care what nobody else is saying. I'm looking at the other person that's on water right now. So I'm going to focus on you. I'm concentrating on you, right? So I'm stepping out of the water, and I'm focusing on you as I'm walking. So it wasn't until Peter said that it says that the wind was boisterous. I had asked my wife how to pronounce that word. I was like, what is that? <laughs> they, it, Boisterous. So it, I, I imagine the winds was just, he was feeling it. 
it was hitting hard, right, in the middle of the sea. Try to read that scripture sometimes. You think he in a lake or somewhere. No, you talking about the sea. You go to the Gulf of Mexico to the beach. Middle of the sea, man. You talking about walking on water. So he walking on water to Jesus, and he focuses on Jesus. But as that wind start to, like, mess with him, he take his focus off Jesus. And this was crazy. As soon as he took his focus off Jesus, he began to sink. So I was like, oh, okay. So that's what's going on. That's, that's, what's, that's what's going on. So when I was close to Jesus, my focus was on him. It was when I started taking my focus off Jesus when I didn't feel so close to him. Meaning it was when I started paying attention to what was going on around me. When I started trying to figure out how to take care of what was going on around me. So if you're doing like this, you can't pay attention to the only thing that matters, which is Jesus, right? Because as long as he was focusing on Jesus, he was doing the impossible. He was walking on water. It was when he started concentrating. I, I, I think, I was like, man, it was probably when he would start, the winds was blowing, that's when he started trying to rationalize what was going on. You know like, talking on water? You know what I'm saying? And when he started trying to rationalize what was going on, he began to sink. It ain't for us to rationalize. God, what God does in our life surpasses our understanding. You know what I'm saying? You, we can't figure out God. It ain't meant for us to figure out God. It's just meant for us to focus on him. It's meant for us to seek his face, right? And if you're seeking his face, you're doing the impossible. I seek his face, man, I'm walking on water. I'm close to God. So that's how I had two seasons. I was like, oh, man, in the season when I want something close to God, that's when I was being Sam and trying to do everything on my own. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to just figure out how I'm going to, or how I'm going to take care of that. And I, I, I took my focus off the only thing that really mattered. Instead of taking it to the God, to Jesus, to his feet, just leaving it, man. And, like, just trusting, like, man, hey, God going to take care of one way or the other. You know what I'm saying? He going to take care of one way or the other. You know, like, I like I like the Hebrew. I call them the Hebrew boys. I don't really like to call them Shadrach, Meshach, Ben. So that ain't they, if y'all know, that ain't their real name. You know what I'm saying? That's the name that Babylon King gave them. But like the Hebrews boys, you know, they say, you know, even, even, even if he slay me, you know what I'm saying? Even if he slay me, I trust him. Can we, can we, can, can we say we, we, we got that kind of faith? <laughs> that's, that's some hard faith, right? Like, man, God, you talking about killing me, man, you know. But I still got to trust you. I, 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 I want that faith. I want that faith. So, like I said, man, I wasn't going to be before you guys long. But um, right quick, I'm, I'm going to close. I told you, man, be that long. Pastor, when you told me the time limit, I was like, bro, you ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, it ain't going to be that long, bro. <laughs> you ain't got to worry about that. But uh, in my closing, man, I want to um, bring up Pastor Ryan. Pastor Ryan preached, I think it was about a month ago, two months ago. He said something that just stuck with me. And um, Pastor Ryan said in his message, he said, you got to identify the lie. 
got to identify the lie. And I was like, man, yeah. And um, my challenge to you is identify the lie in your life that the devil is telling you that's causing you to waver in your faith. So identify the lie. Because the one thing that stopped a lie is the truth. And God's word is, is the truth, right? So you speak truth to a lie. You see what I'm saying? So if the devil is coming at you with a lie, speak truth to it. If the devil is telling you that you're not righteous enough because of your past, you know what you tell the devil? My father is Jehovah Tisknu. He's my righteousness. If the devil trying to tell you that this illness you have is unto death, I serve Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. If he's telling you that you're alone, nobody wants you, I serve Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. Right? If he tell you that you're defeated, you'll never win. You're telling me a lie, because I serve the all El Shaddai. Almighty God, right? Speak truth to a lie, right? And if he tell you that you're going to always have problems and you're always going to be worried with some, speak to it. Tell him I serve Jehovah, Shalom, the God of peace. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.